Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now. Hello, I'm the Reading Bug, and today's episode of Reading Bug Adventures is sponsored by Penguin Young Readers, featuring Ordinary People Change the World, a series of spectacular illustrated biographies for early readers by New York Times bestselling author Brad Meltzer. After today's adventure, you may want to pick up I Am Jane Goodall, or if you love last season's space episode, try I Am Neil Armstrong. Get all the books in the Ordinary People Change the World series at thereadingbug.com or your local independent bookstore. Hello, reader. Welcome back to Reading Bug Adventures, created, written, and produced by The Reading Bug, our independent children's bookstore. Learn all about us and discover some of our favorite books by visiting thereadingbug.com. And moms and dads, if these adventures get your children excited about reading... Please visit ReadingBugBox.com to learn about our book subscription boxes. ReadingBugBox is the very best monthly book subscription for kids, because it isn't one-size-fits-all. Books are hand-picked by me and our store staff every month, and perfectly matched to each child's interests and reading level. ReadingBugBox, perfectly personalized by The Reading Bug. Before we begin our adventure today, I have a few people to thank. Reading Bug Adventures is mixed and mastered by Resonate Recordings and made possible by our sponsors and by listeners like you. You're part of what makes it possible for us to continue to write, perform, and produce new original stories and music. If you'd like to support Reading Bug Adventures too, sign up at patreon.com. By becoming a patron, you can get access to music downloads, exclusive content, gifts, and more. Thank you so much for your support. Okay, reader, are you ready to go on an adventure with me and the Reading Bug today? Then what are we waiting for? Let's fly! It's time for a Reading Bug Adventure! It's a Reading Bug Adventure There's lots of fun in store Just inside our book bag There's new places to explore Grab your crayons and paper And your imaginations too The Reading Bug and I can't wait To share our trip with you Hi, reader! I'm so glad you're able to join us today. You got here just in time, too. Because here comes the reading bug flying towards us. Hi, reading bug. We're over here. Look, reader, the reading bug is wearing a pith helmet again. You know, I bet that's a clue as to where we'll be going on our adventure today. Why, hello, Lauren, and hello to you too, reader. I zipped over here just as fast as my wings could carry me. I'm so excited about our trip today. How about you? Oh, I'm always excited for a new adventure, Reading Bug. So, where are we going? We noticed that you're wearing your pith helmet again. We've worn those on our safari adventure to see the Great Migration in Africa, and when we visited the dinosaurs. And both places were very sunny and extremely hot. Are we going someplace hot and sunny again? Why, yes, very observant, Lauren. We'll definitely be outside on our adventure today. And did you notice that I brought my binoculars, too? No, I didn't. But that seems like another clue. We're going to want to use our binoculars so we can see objects that are far away from us, just like we use them on our dinosaur adventure. Reading Bug, 
Can you give us more clues about today's adventure? Sure, Lauren. The books in my book bag today include I Am Jane Goodall by Brad Meltzer, Me, Jane by Patrick McDonnell, and The Watcher, Jane Goodall's Life with the Chimps by Jeanette Winter. Oh, I've heard all about Jane Goodall before. She's a famous scientist who spent most of her life studying chimpanzees. Reader, can you guess where the Reading Bugs book bag will be taking us today? Before you guess, here are a couple more clues. I also brought Baby Monkey Private Eye by Brian Selznick and David Serlin, and Grumpy Monkey by Suzanne Lang. Oh boy, Reading Bug, I have a guess. Will we be going to visit chimpanzees today, just like Jane Goodall? Yes, yes, yes. At the end of our safari adventure, our friend Amari invited us to come back to visit the chimpanzees in Gombe National Park in Tanzania. Remember? Gombe National Park is where Jane Goodall started studying chimpanzees over 50 years ago. And guess what? It's also where we're heading on our adventure today. Oh, how fun! I had such a great time seeing the animals of Africa on our last visit, and I can't wait to see the chimpanzees. And that's not all, Lauren. We're visiting on a very special mission. We need to find a missing baby chimpanzee. The primatologist at the park, those are scientists who study and protect the chimpanzees, can't find one of the baby chimps. So we're going to search the park and see if we can help find her. Oh, wow. What an important mission. Not only will we get to visit Gombe National Park, but we'll also get to assist the primatologist there. Reading Bug, will Jane Goodall be there too? I don't think so, Lauren. Jane spends most of her time traveling all over the world, advocating on behalf of the chimpanzees of Africa. In Jane's book, The Chimpanzee Children of Gombe, she says that when she first arrived in Africa in 1962, there were more than one million chimps living there. Now, however, there are less than 300,000. The chimpanzees are disappearing because logging companies are cutting down the trees where the chimpanzees live to make more space for villages, cattle, and for growing food for humans. Oh no, so chimpanzees must be an endangered species, just like some of the other animals we learned about on our last African adventure. Yes, Lauren, but the good news is that many people like Jane Goodall are working hard to make sure that the chimpanzees don't become extinct. Organizations like the Jane Goodall Institute help protect the forest where the chimpanzees live, and they also rescue and care for orphan chimpanzee babies. That sounds like very important work, and I'm so excited to visit and help, aren't you, reader? But before we go, did you remember to bring some paper and crayons with you? Just like the artists that illustrate the books that we read, we want to draw pictures that will help us retell our story once we've returned from our adventure. As we travel with the reading bug today, you can decide what parts of our adventure you want to draw and share with your friends and family. Whatever you choose, I'm sure your illustrations will be incredible. At the end of our podcast, we'll listen to music, and you can draw the pictures that are in your imagination then. But, of course, you can color anytime you want by pausing our podcast. If you didn't remember paper and crayons, don't worry. Just press pause or have a grown-up do it for you and get them now. The reading bug and I will wait right here for you. Okay, are you ready? I can't wait to get on our adventure today. But before we go, we'd better make sure our bodies are stretched out and ready for the excitement that awaits us. That's right. Have you ever tried to find a baby chimpanzee before? Well, it's not going to be easy. Chimpanzees spend a lot of time high in the trees, swinging from branch to branch. So we're going to want to be stretched out and warmed up before we go on our adventure. Okay, 
Why don't we pretend we're chimpanzees and stretch out together? Can you swing your arms like a chimpanzee swinging through the trees? That's it. Now, let's all stand up, unless you're buckled into your car seat, and wiggle our fingers and toes. Are you wiggling? Great. Stretch your arms high up over your head. Perfect. Stretch up high, touch the sky, crouch down low and wiggle your toes. Swing your arms from side to side. Let's get ready to go. Stretch up high, touch the sky, crouch down low and wiggle your toes. Swing your arms from side to side. Now we're ready to go. Great job, reader. Those stretches really helped, didn't they? I'm not sure if I can swing from tree to tree like a chimpanzee, but I do feel wonderful, stretched out, and full of energy for our adventure. Me too. So, what are we waiting for? Are you ready for a chimpanzee adventure? We're off to visit chimpanzees today, who live in the national park of Gombe. There's a baby chimp that has lost its mother, and we're going to find her one way or another. Look, reader, the reading bug is opening her book bag. The book bag is growing bigger and bigger. Soon we'll be able to fit right inside. And look, there are pictures, lights, and words swirling all around in there from all the amazing books about Jane Goodall and the chimpanzees and other animals that the reading bug brought with her. Look inside the book bag, reader. I see cute baby chimpanzees clinging to their mother's backs, baboons swinging from tree to tree, a beautiful gray lake, and forests filled with fruit trees. And look over there. I see big green, brown, and yellow snakes. Yikes! I also see a beautiful red sunset and an indigo black sky with flashes of lightning. What an incredible assortment of sights. I can't wait any longer. So let's flap our bug wings and fly. Hop three times with me, then into my book bag. Here we go. One hop, two hops, three hops, and we're in. Let's jump inside our book bag. What will we find there? Imaginations run away. What's in our book bag? Our trusty book bag. What will we learn about today? Oh my, look what's happening, reader. The lights are flashing and the pictures and words are circling all around us. Here we go. We're off to Tanzania, see? Everything around us is disappearing as we head up, 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 up and away. Our homes look like toy houses laid out below. And all the people look as tiny as little bugs down there. And whoa, hold on tight. Now we're traveling quickly through the air. Look, our homes have disappeared and there's nothing but water all around us as we zip across the Pacific Ocean to the continent of Africa. Hey, look, land ho. There's the continent of Africa, coming up quickly in front of us. I see rivers, deserts, jungles, and cities. Can you see them too, reader? It's incredible. But, uh-oh, we're still way up high, and the book bag is beginning to take us back down, 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 quickly to the ground. We're getting closer and closer, reader, as we come in for a landing. Whoa! We made it. That was a wild trip, wasn't it, reader? Speaking of wild, why don't we all hop out of the book bag and see where we've landed? Remember, 
Africa is full of dangerous wild animals. So step out of the book bag slowly and carefully. We don't want to find ourselves face to face with a lion or a rhino today. No dangerous animals that I can see, Lauren. But it sure is hot out here. Oh, and look! There's a man coming right this way and waving to us. Welcome, welcome, friends. Welcome to a beautiful Gombe National Park. Your friend Imari told me that you would be arriving today in your magical book bag. So I have been watching out for you. And now, here you are, just as she said you would be. My name is Salim, and I am a primatologist here at Gombe National Park in Tanzania. Oh, hello, Salim. It's so nice to meet you. Any friend of Imari's is a friend of ours, too. Isn't that right, reader? My name is Lauren, and this is the reading bug, and our reader friend. We are so happy to join you here today and to go on an adventure together. But first, can you tell me what a primatologist is? Of course. A primatologist is a scientist who studies primates. Primates? Yes. Primates are the most developed and most intelligent animals on the earth, and they include humans, monkeys, and apes. We have many kinds of primates at the Gombe National Park, including chimpanzees, baboons, vested monkeys, blue monkeys, and of course, humans like me and you. I study the chimpanzees that live in the park. Lauren, I read that humans and chimpanzees share at least 96% of the same DNA, maybe even as much as 99%. Very good reading bag. That's right. I'm not sure I understand. What exactly is DNA? Oh, DNA is a short term for deoxyribonucleic acid. It's a material that carries all information about how a living thing, like a human or a chimpanzee, will look or function. For example, the color of your hair or eyes is determined from your DNA. Right again, reading bug. Scientists believe that human and chimpanzee DNA is so similar because humans and chimpanzees evolved from a common ancestor. That means we may have had the same great 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 grandparents millions of years ago. But even though our DNA is so similar, it's the differences that matter. The small differences between human and chimp DNA lead to big differences in our appearances and behaviors. That's amazing. I had no idea we were so closely related to chimpanzees. Well, some of us are, but bugs like me don't share very much DNA at all with you primates. I have so many more questions for you, Salim. But before I ask any more, can you give us some more information about the baby chimpanzee that we'll be searching for today? We learned that she was lost and are here to help. Can you tell us who she is and how she got lost? Yes, I can, Lauren. The missing chimpanzee's name is Jubilee, and she is very special. You see, chimpanzees usually have just one baby at a time, like humans. It is very unusual for a chimpanzee to have twins. And when a chimpanzee mother has twins, it is very difficult for her to take care of the two babies. Despite these odds, however, one of the chimpanzee mothers, Josie, did have twins, Jubilee and her brother, Jack who have both flourished and are now three years old. Three-year-old chimpanzee twins? I bet they are very cute. Yes, they are. But they are also very active and very difficult for Josie to care for. Several days ago, Jubilee disappeared, 
and we haven't seen her since. We are very worried about her. I read that although chimpanzees are strong, a three-year-old chimpanzee is very similar to a three-year-old human child. It must be dangerous and scary for her to be alone without her family. Oh no, that is so sad. What do you think happened to Jubilee? We just don't know. Our chimpanzees here in Gombe National Park are lucky because they are protected from poachers. So I'm certain Jubilee was not captured. But there are other risks. Snakes like the African rock python or leopards are dangerous predators here, but both are rare. So I am also hopeful that little Jubilee has not become a leopard's lunch. More likely she simply lost track of time and her surroundings and didn't realize that her mother and brother had moved on until they were gone. I am hoping that she is not injured and that she has climbed a tree and is waiting for someone like us to find her. I sure hope you're right, Salim. Reader? Reading bug? What do you say? Let's get going and see if we can find poor little Jubilee. Wonderful. I appreciate your help. And it's a good thing that you arrived bright and early today so we can have a full day of searching. We're excited to help too. If you look to your right, you see that we are standing right next to the house where Jane Goodall used to live, looking out over Lake Tanganyika and nestled in the shadows of the mountains. Just like Jane did every morning when she lived here, we will climb the steep slope behind us to the very top of that hill. From there, Jane had a view of the rainforest where Jubilee's Mitumba chimpanzee community lives, sleeps, and plays. It is a perfect patch for us to try to spot Jubilee. Are you ready for a steep climb to the top? Great! Then here we go. I'm sure glad we stretched out before our trip. This climb isn't easy. There's no sidewalk and not even much of a trail. We are going to have to make our way through the tall grass, the trees, and the brambly bushes that we encounter on the way to the top. How are you doing, Reader? It's a long way up, but when we get to the top, we're going to have a panoramic view of the forest below. Reader, push your way through the tall grass here as we continue up the hill. That's it. Push the grass aside, then step. Push the grass aside, then step. Excellent work. And don't forget to look around as you make your way through. There are lots of wild animals and snakes in the Gombe National Forest. And because they are often the same color as the grass, rocks, and trees where they live, they can be hard to see. Step carefully, reader. Yes. When an animal blends into its surroundings, that's called camouflage. Camouflage is very important in harsh environments like this one, especially if you're an animal with lots of predators. Blending in increases an animal's chance of survival by making it difficult for their predators to find them. Oh, wow! Lauren, reader, look out there to our left. Do you see all the colorful butterflies winging their way through the wildflowers in the field? The butterflies are so vivid when they are flying, but they are well camouflaged when they come to rest near the colorful African flowers. Yes. Their wings have all the colors in the rainbow. Rose red, lime green, vivid violet, canary yellow, and emerald blue. I also see dragonflies flitting through the grass and then rising high into the sky before heading down into the grassy field again. Let's pretend that dragonflies are the fairy kings riding on their trusted steeds, chasing after the beautiful fairy princesses. And look, there's a skink perched on the rock there. A skink? 
That's a funny name. A skink is a kind of lizard, and that one looks like a magical dragon that one of the fairy kings must slay to win the heart of the fairest princess of all. The skink does look like a magical dragon, with the smooth gold scales running down its back, and red and black bars set against a silver background on its sides. He'll be a fun beast to draw at the end of today's episode. Reading bug. What part would a ladybug like you play in our fairy tale kingdom? Oh, Lauren, I always imagined that I would be a scribe, of course. That way, I could do what I love best read all of the books in the kingdom and write stories for the royal family. Wonderful. It sounds like we could have quite the adventure in a fairy tale kingdom someday. Wouldn't that be fun? On today's adventure, I hope that the chimpanzees that we encounter don't think I'm a termite. I read in Who is Jane Goodall that chips consider termites to be quite a delicious delicacy. That is correct, reading bag. In fact, Jane Goodall was the first person to report that chimpanzees used grass blades to fashion simple tools that they inserted into the narrow pathway of the termite mold to collect dozens of their favorite termite treats. Yes, I remember now. Until Jane Goodall's discovery that chimpanzees made tools, scientists thought that one of the biggest differences between humans and the rest of the animal kingdom was that only human beings created tools. But now we know that chimpanzees and several other animals are also able to make simple tools. Wait, stop. Loren, Rita, do you hear chattering noise? Listen carefully. I think we may be approaching a troop of red Columbus monkeys and perhaps some blue monkeys too. Let's stop here. Stay quiet. Take a look at the stand of trees beyond the meadow that is just in front of us. Salim, are you sure? I don't see any Columbus monkeys or any other monkeys for that matter in the trees at all. Try using your binoculars, Roren. Reader, let's use our binoculars to look out into the trees. Oh, wow. I didn't see anything in the trees until I looked through my binoculars. But now, I see that the trees are almost alive with monkeys. They're everywhere. Some are eating fruit up high in the trees. Others are playing on the branches, while even more are swinging on the vines. And listen to their strange, high-pitched twittering. I bet the monkeys with red hair on their heads and down their backs are the red colobus monkeys. Is that right, Salim? Yes. And the other monkeys, the ones with the dark brown bodies, black feet, and whitish faces, are the blue monkeys. They don't look blue, Solemn. Sometimes in the sunshine, their light faces will look a little bit blue. Oh, yes, I see. Reading Bug, I feel like I'm watching a flying trapeze performance in the circus. Those monkeys look like they are having a wonderful time. Flying trapeze? Now that's something I'd love to read more about. Oh, look over there. Salim, am I looking at a deer over there in the grass? It has a beautiful light brown coat with a white muzzle and white splotches on its side, tail, legs, and neck. It is not a deer, but it is similar to a deer. You're looking at what we call a bushbuck. It is a type of antelope that lives in Africa. It seems like there is something strange or beautiful or both everywhere we look here. Even the trees here look different from the trees where I live. You are looking at massive mbala trees loaded with mbala fruit, oil nut palm trees filled with sweet fruits, and giant fig trees with huge branches that are festooned with vines that twist upward to the sky. Each tree is a different size and shape, 
and a different shade of green as well. I can assure you that you won't find the fruit on these trees in your grocery store, even though they are delicious. And not just beautiful sights, beautiful smells too. Let's close our eyes and take a few deep breaths. Can you smell some of the fragrances of the Gombe National Park? I smell the luscious fragrance of the overripe fruit hanging on the branches of the trees, the aroma of young crushed leaves, the damp smell of wet bark, and the musky smell of the monkeys and chimpanzees who use the trees as their highway in the sky. Wait, what happened, Salim? All of a sudden, the monkeys have gone quiet. Did they leave? No, I can still see them in the trees. But red Colaba's monkeys are known to become quiet when bad weather is on the way, which is always a risk here in the park. I suggest we find a covered place where we can stay dry in case there is a storm coming our way. Great idea, Salim. Reader, reading bug, we do not want to run up against a flash flood again like we did on our last trip to Africa, do we? There is a small cave in the rocks up ahead. Let's hurry there and wait out the rain. Okay, everyone, hurry up the hill. Great job! It looks like we'll get there just in the nick of time. I'm starting to feel a few drops on my face. Are you? Wait! Before you enter the cave, let me quickly check it out first to make sure that there are no other animals already using it as a shelter. Leopards have been known to sleep in the caves during the day as they rest before their nighttime hunt for food. Okay, reader, while Salim is checking out the cave, do you want to take a peek inside too? Okay, let's just take a look. Boy, is it dark in there. Wait. Uh-oh. Do you see what I see? I see two big golden brown eyes staring back at me. I think it must be a leopard! And he's definitely not asleep. Those eyes are wide open. What should we do, reader? Run? Yes. When I say go, let's head for the trees back behind us. If we're quick, we can climb one of them to escape the leopard. Loren, reading bag, reader, stop. <laughs> Those big golden eyes belong to me. I have checked and there are definitely no leopards in this cave. And it's a good thing too. Leopards can run much faster than we can. And they can climb trees too. We would be in grave danger if we had started a sleeping leopard. <laughs> I was just playing a little joke on Lauren, but she was so afraid. Ha ha, sure, reading bug. I will admit that I was a little scared. How about you, reader? Were you frightened by those big eyes in the back of the cave? They sure looked like leopard eyes to me. Even though it was only you, Salim, I'm not sure I really want to go into that cave. Maybe we can just stay out here and wait for the storm to pass. Well, I have more good news for you. Not only is there no leopard, there also is no rain. The small storm has blown right past us. Since we are almost at the top of the hill, I suggest we keep going. Our chance of finding little Jubilee decreases with every passing hour. Yes, of course. Let's keep going. We're almost there. Careful of all the brambly bushes up here, reader. Step nice and slowly through the bushes, making sure not to scrape your legs or arms. Great! Now, lift your arms up high over your head so none of the other brambles scratch you. 
just a little further. Great job, everyone! We are now in the very best place to look out over the rainforest where Jubilee's chimpanzee community lives. The chimps in her community spend most of their time over there to the right of us, but Jubilee and her family were last spotted a couple of miles away closer to Lake Tanganyika. Since she was playing with some baby baboons, let's keep an eye out for signs of a baboon troop in that area. Okay, reader, use your binoculars again and we'll look out into the trees stretched out below us. We're looking for signs of Jubilee or the baboon troop. Do you see anything? Hey, look, I think I see some movement down there. It looks like there are some monkeys splashing in the lake. Do monkeys even like water? Oh yes, unlike chimpanzees, baboons can swim. I read that sometimes young baboons will go into the lake for fun even diving down and swimming underwater. And I think that's what I'm seeing now. Let me see if I can focus my binoculars on what you're seeing. Yes, there they are. And those are definitely baboons. I can tell from their reddish hair, the tufts of hair on either side of their faces, and of course, by their large hairless bottoms. Great job finding the baboons, reading bug. Why don't we all head down the hill in that direction? and see if we can find a place nearby where Jubilee and the baboons might have been playing. Did I hear you say that Jubilee was playing with the baboons? I thought the baboons and chimpanzees were enemies. Yes, I think you're right, Lauren. I remember reading that chimps and baboons sometimes compete for the same food. You're both right. Chimpanzees and baboons do fight with one another. But young chimps and baboons also play together. I have seen Jubilee playing with one particular baby baboon named Goblina before, and I suspect that's who she was playing with before she disappeared. Reading bug. Reader, listen. I hear a new sound. If I didn't know better, I'd think it was a little boy or girl crying softly. But surely there aren't any little boys or girls alone in the rainforest. Do you hear it too, Reader? Let's all be very quiet, so we can hear the sound better. Oh yes, I hear it too. That is the sound of a baby chimpanzee in distress. Perhaps it is Jubilee. Oh no, if that's Jubilee, it sounds like she might be in trouble. Reader, we need to very quietly and very carefully follow that sound and see if it leads us to little Jubilee. Can you tell us where the sound is coming from? I think it's coming from way up high in the Mbala tree, just up ahead. Hurry, this way. Lauren, Salim, Reader, look, right up there. Is that Jubilee? See, she's perched on the very end of a branch. Oh yes, I do see her, right there. And she's clearly in distress. She's shivering and she's crying. Can anyone see what's wrong? Oh no, I... I think I know why little Jubilee is crying. Little Bug, what do you see up there? It's really, really bad. Look, right there on the same branch as Jubilee, but closer to the tree trunk, is a very large, very thick snake covered with colored splotches of brown, olive, chestnut, and yellow. See, it has a big triangular head that is marked on the top with a dark brown spear head outlined in yellow. I do see it. Do you, reader? It's wrapped around the branch several times, 
so I can't see how long it is. But it looks very, very long. Maybe as long as ten feet, with great, big, pointy teeth. The snake is much bigger than Jubilee is, but I think there's a tiny bit of good news. It looks like the snake may be sleeping. I see it too. And that looks a lot like an African rock python. That's the fourth largest snake in the world. Oh no! That's a really scary kind of snake, Reader. It's not poisonous, but it attacks its prey by squeezing the air out of them. And unfortunately for Jubilee, African rock pythons are predators of chimpanzees. That's right. And chimps are very afraid of these big snakes. Jubilee must have seen the snake, and she's stuck in the tree. Afraid that if she moves, she'll wake it up. That's why she's gone missing. Reader, what can we do to help Jubilee? The python won't sleep forever, and when it wakes up, it may be hungry. What do you think we should do? If we try to climb the tree to rescue Jubilee, we're likely to wake up the snake, and then we might get eaten by the python too. But Jubilee can't stay up there forever alone. She needs food and water. And she's really, really upset. Sooner or later, the snake is going to wake up, and the very first thing it will see is little Jubilee. We're going to pause our adventure right here while you think about what we should do next. I just know you're going to have some terrific ideas to share. When you're a reader, you're a leader. You're ready to learn about everything as you grow. You'll show this world that you can be anything. You could write a book or fly a plane. Build a house with a giant crane. Whatever you do, one thing will be true. There's nothing you can't do. You can see it through just by being you. I'll play a bit of music in a minute for you to color to. You might want to draw a picture of Jubilee and the snake in the tree and imagine what might happen next. Try drawing a picture of how we can rescue the poor little chimp. Then be sure to tune in next time to find out what really happens. Or you can color illustrations from other parts of our adventure today. What parts do you remember most? Maybe you'll draw the butterflies and dragonflies swarming over the meadow, or the red colobus monkeys swinging through the trees. Whatever you draw, I'm sure it will be great. If you're eager to learn more before we meet again, you can read some of the books in the Reading Bugs book bag. A complete list is available at. TheReadingBug.com/adventures. Thank you so much for adventuring with the Reading Bug and me today, reader. We'll see you next time for part two of our chimpanzee adventure. Bye bye. It's a reading bug adventure. There's lots of fun in store. Just inside our book bag, there's new places to explore. Grab your crayons and paper and your imaginations too. The reading bug and I can't wait to share our. Today's episode of Reading Bug Adventures was sponsored by Penguin Young Readers, featuring "Ordinary People Change the World," a series by New York Times best-selling author Brad Meltzer. I am Jane Goodall. gave me lots of great ideas for today's adventure, and there are so many more inspiring people to read about in this series: Rosa Parks, Jim Henson, George Washington, Helen Keller. I wonder which one I'll read next. Wow, Reading Bug! It sure sounds like these books have inspired you to be the bravest and smartest bug you can be. The series is illustrated by Chris Iliopoulos. I recommend this series for any early reader and anyone looking to learn more about some of the amazing people who have changed our world. 
Get Books in the Ordinary People Change the World series by New York Times bestselling author Brad Meltzer at your local independent bookstore or thereadingbug.com. Thank you for all your support, Penguin Young Readers, and thanks to all of our individual sponsors as well. If you're interested in becoming a patron, visit our page at patreon.com and learn about how you can support Reading Bug Adventures and get exclusive music downloads, content, goodies, and more. Thank you for listening to Reading Bug Adventures. I'm Lauren Savage, and today's adventure was an original story written by Diane and Brandon Savage. This episode was performed by me and Chloe Savage, with original music by me and my brother, Ross Gruet. Sound mixing and mastery was done by Resonate Recordings. The Reading Bug is a family-owned independent bookstore in California, and we're passionate about educating, entertaining, and engaging children of all ages. Learn more about us at thereadingbug.com and our personalized subscription box service at readingbugbox.com. And please support passion, expertise, and creativity in children's literature by continuing to shop with us or other local independent booksellers. Thank you. Hi, friends. Are you looking for a new podcast? Maybe something you can share with your littles? Something that has some storytelling in it? Well, then look no further. We have Storytime with Philip and Mommy, where my son and I sit and discuss all the great books that you might love while we read them. So, Little Golden Books, Berenstain Bears, and even the new classics like Bluey. We sit down, we read, we discuss, and we have so much fun doing it. Come and join us. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Calling all trivia nerds, Brittany here, and I host the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast with my best friend, Meredith. Is your next car ride looking like a snooze fest? We've got The Cure, three rounds of awesome trivia every week. Harry Potter, Disney, science, sports, you name it. No more silent car troubles. The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Connect, laugh, and learn with your kids, big and small. (laughs) New episodes every week, wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast.